0: Alright, good morning my peoples, this is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. We're coming to you on this early Sunday morning, not too early on this Sunday morning, we're going to make it easy for y'all. This is going to be an update day. I'm going to go over part 2 of that R. Kelly's, uh saga that I wanted to get into. I'm going to go over some of the ramifications I'm starting to see from that, or lack of. I'm definitely going to talk about what I'm seeing on social media, which is really a shit show. Uh, and then finally, we're going to get into the sports segment. Of course, we're going to go over last night's playoffs action uh the Colts and the Chiefs played as well as the Cowboys and the Rams we can go over both of those games and of course we got some top 25 action from college hoops and a couple NBA news stories to talk about so let's get right into it of course uh with this R. Kelly situation of course we already know what happened Uh, a lot of us have seen the show surviving R. Kelly I didn't and that's because of the fact that I already knew uh, what he's done I've already known we've already talked about this in our community I talked about this on my uh at least my last couple of episodes, I know I have uh, just kind of stating how I felt about it. We've known about this for years. I felt the same way that I did when I first found out about it in about fifth or sixth grade. I thought he was a nasty person. I don't see, um, I don't see in any uh, logical sense in which a grown man would need to piss on a minor. Uh, I didn't like him to begin with. I did not like the Chocolate Factory, that Chocolate Factory album. Ever, ever since I found out about it, I was against R. Kelly um i understand that people uh they they take these new stories differently um i understand that some things weren't uh, able to be proven at the time or he was on trial at one point in time he was able to uh get himself off um however that worked itself out so uh, you got that going for him you know at least he was cleared to be innocent in the court that's at least you know what they say uh so i guess he had a a time being where he was free to do whatever he wanted to do. However, if, if us as a black community felt that he was such a monster, felt that he did did so much wrong, uh, you know. That aspect those aspects of him never changed. We obviously knew uh he had issues with younger women. We already knew he tried to well, he married Aaliyah at 15 years old. He was what 27. So uh there was already some factors against him whether or not we wanted to jump on the bandwagon and been peeing on that girl or wanting to get on that, that bandwagon of that video. I I jumped on it then. I didn't know anything about Aaliyah until after the fact, maybe a few years after the fact that I found out he initially did what he did to that 13 year old or 14 year old at the time um but you know he had a, he has a very he has a very sick a very serious problem and a lot of our men in our community and just men in general have that issue in which uh they're throwing themselves around on women and younger women i've just recently heard uh, i haven't really gone into the details of that i may uh you know, but um, Nellie was just arrested for raping somebody. Uh, I'm not too sure if she was, again, I'm not too sure if she was an underage woman. I don't think so. But again, you know, there's this issue out here with men trying to take advantage or being in situations where it says that they're taking advantage. Men have to be really smart of their situations, um, especially if you're not, well, I would say, yes, it will be you if you're not one of those, you know, R. Kelly uh, types to watch yourself in these situations, because you might not be that guy. Uh, but I definitely came across a situation with my coworkers, he had an issue with dealing with somebody and they're there's their fly, they're zipper. Uh, you know, don't get caught up with the low hanging fruit. Don't get yourself put. Don't put yourself in a position that you don't want to be in, man or female. Uh, as men, a lot of us would like to say that we're smart or we're we should be in control or we we are the dominating figure in our households. Well, we need to think like that. We need to be uh, you know, smart about the situations we're putting ourselves into. We know that you. If she's under eighteen, I wouldn't talk to her. And in a lot of cases, even if she's eighteen, I really wouldn't talk to her, even though I'm uh, even though she's legal. Because at this point, if you're if you're 25 plus what type of relationship could you have with that what where could she you know where where is she standing out with you in terms of your development and so on and so forth and even for women i would not i would not go out of my way to date younger people I, I think i would date somebody my own age maybe even a little bit older but that's just the way it is um again you know you see this pattern uh with r kelly you know with with this you know, they call it predation, uh, but uh they call him being a predator. But you also see um, you know, un um, you know I guess you see these black parents, you know, that, you know, because they put their they got their daughters involved with him. And you know what he's all about and you kind of look at these these parents as in my opinion, you know, just as much as it, see this is the problem with you know R. Kelly, and it's not just so much R. Kelly, it's a it's a it's it rings true of the community in a whole in one way or another. We have a tendency to neglect certain things. These parents knew exactly who R. Kelly was, knew exactly what he was capable of doing, but constantly let their young children uh, or their young girls hang out with them. I think that that's a problem. We as a black community knew. Now, whether we want to believe in the in the allegations on the video or the allegations about the video, uh, bottom line is he was on trial for child molestation at the time where he dropped one of his biggest albums, The Chocolate Factory. Who bought that album? Black people. So think about that. So whether we want to sit there and argue about the piss video, well, there's a lot of OGs, men and women included, that knew that he was trying to date a 15, well, married a 15 year old, 50 year old Aaliyah that still went ahead and bought that out, and I still went ahead and played it on their radios, in their cars, around their children. Think about it. We can sit there and say all day, oh, well, R. Kelly is a predator, or R. Kelly is a monster, but when we go to our party, when we went to our kickbacks, when we went to our little cookouts, whether it be family or not, how often did you hear happy people or step in the name of love? That's my point. Don't sit there and sit there and say, oh, we never played that song. We never, no, you're lying. That's the problem. See, when we, when we, see, this is what, we as black people need to understand when you buy something when you put your when you put your dollars into something when you play something in your car when you play a song in your car you're supporting that artist you're supporting that music in it and you might not say outright well i support him raping little girls but by you giving your money out to him you're supporting his lifestyle because that's what he obviously does with his money okay of course he might maintain his little household he raises his children you can give him little pieces of that whatever but we know he tricks off on hoes on young hoes and he pisses on young hoes so with that being said when you buy his album when you listen to his music that's what you're supporting sorry you have to say that like that otherwise you'll keep listening to him otherwise you'll keep supporting that music i had to 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 look at myself a long time ago i said this is not for me i don't support that and mind you when he dropped that trap in the closet i like that song I liked the first couple. It was it. And mind you, but the, the, the thing about it is that whole situation about him being with younger girls was still on the back of my mind the entire time. So we know we knew and we still accepted it at many points of our life. So as of as a community, we we have to do a much better job of vehemently being against something, you can't say one thing on social media and then turn around and sell out his albums, uh, sell out his concerts. Now, this is funny because we we saw the the the, the ramifications, so quote unquote, of of this this new um, you know this internet age in which they all lashed out against R. Kelly, but he recently had a concert and nobody was there but black women a month ago. We get we get well, we get a, we get excerpts from this concert a month ago. You can check it out on YouTube. This is not this is not a lie because you could just look up regular R. Kelly concerts in general online, and you can see who's in that crowd. Nothing but black folks. Sure, you might see a few white folks. Sure, I'm not saying that, but if you look at that overwhelming that's that crowd, that's overwhelmingly black. That's overwhelmingly black money. So our black money has been used to funnel a predator. That's how you have to look at it. If you look at it like that, then it won't be easy for you to say, "Well, fuck that dude." See, because everybody has a little bit of an excuse. See, bottom line is we should have been against R. Kelly. We knew who he was. Don't let the, don't let the media tell you how to see, because if the media can, t- this like they, see, Dave Chappelle said this a long time, long time ago. Don't let the liberal media tell you how to think and feel. You know what's right, you know what's wrong. You don't need a TV show to tell you that. You've known for years. I got all these people talking about leaving these these dumbass posts all on Facebook talking about R. Kelly's a monster, R. Kelly's a monster. These are the same people that back in the day were slapping step in the name of love. And you will argue with these people and try to tell these people he's nasty, he's pissing on little girls, and this is the argument you will get from, the, from black folks in our own community. Well, he has money. Why are you trying to bring down a black man? That ain't true, that ain't true. See, that, that shit right there, we got to let that shit go. First and foremost, that's our biggest problem. You got you got all now you got all these black women trying to sit on black men saying, "Well, oh, black men do this. No, 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 no. That's R. Kelly. R. Kelly has to explain for that. No real, no real man is really sitting there. And and see, this is the cold part. You can sit there, and claim all you and, and people can say what they want to see. Videos don't lie. Look up an R. Kelly concert. You see who's in there. He had a concert in Oakland about a year ago. Who was there? Nothing but black folk. At that concert, because uh, I'm telling you, there's 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 a concert that he had a recently a month ago. Women telling him, "Take me home, take me home," rubbing all over his junk, rubbing all over his body. That that's the predator, right? But that's the predator, right? But why? How come? So y'all forget? See, that's see. No, no, no. See, y'all too tied up in that media bullshit. Y'all about to think for yourself. Cause any any real any real human being knew this already. Okay, so you're not bold. Y'all women are not bold by putting your Facebook post up now in 2018 talking about he's how he's a monster and how all, now y'all want to all come out of the woodwork. Fuck that bullshit. See, this is why nobody takes y'all seriously. I mean, y'all turn around and y'all the main ones here coming. and this is the issue because here comes R. Kelly's you know, baby mama, whoever she is his ex-wife talking about oh well he he did all that but if we're talking about him as a musician if we're not talking about him see no 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 fuck all that i don't care how good of a musician first of all first of all his music was only really halfway decent it wasn't really popular amongst us well let's just keep that shit lit okay so like he was it wasn't like he was a a a a you know i'm not saying he wasn't popular he wasn't world you know worldwide but come on now we acting like he was dropping like Michael Jackson or Prince type hits. He wasn't, okay? He was. Come on now, come on. He's a cult classic for us, and he's definitely somebody that we we ride with. But come on, we acting like he's he's on Michael Jackson status. He's not, okay? And even if he was, it does not make up for the fact of what he did. And there's no there's no redeeming qualities for that. I don't care about his music. His music, to me, has been trashed since I found out about what he did. Sorry. We already knew about this, so to so to be mad in 2018 to me, you, you come on, you're a product, you're a product of what the media tells you to do, and don't and don't be like that. Don't be so easy like that. Now they talking about they gotta go through Michael, and they they talking about you know giving Michael Jackson the same treatment. We already knew these motherfuckers were on trial on TV right in front of us, and here we are thinking like, oh, well, you know, two three years later, we act like we forget or something. We can't be like that in this community. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like it's like when people get some money in this community, it's like that, that gives them a pass. oh, well, we don't care if you have little girls, you got money, or oh, we don't care if you touch little boys. you make good music, no, 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 that should not be like that in this community. That's why shit goes down the way it does. That's why we are the way that we are, and you know, for lack of a better term, we haven't gotten our shit together because we're so busy just supporting whoever just has some money or has what we call it, uh has it better than us or the regular people. That's our problem. Oh, and and Lil Boosie talking about, oh, we should carry the same energy we had against R. Kelly that we, you know, and we we should carry that same energy to Michael Jackson. First of all, you're late because you should have been at R. Kelly. You shouldn't have been R. Kelly when they told you to. We already knew Michael Jackson was nasty. Come on now. I've been saying this for years. I don't like, I didn't trust him either. Y'all wait for medias, y'all wait for movies to come out, y'all wait for TV shows to come out, then y'all want to jump on something. Now it's a movement. Oh, it's really a movement now. Mute R. Kelly, huh? Y'all, that to me is annoying, and I don't participate in that type of stuff. To me, that's fake. Everything y'all done put out on Facebook, to me, has been fake, because we've known about this for years. So I don't need it, and I don't need a TV show to confirm what I've already known. If you need, if you need a TV show to confirm what you already know, what do you? You have to count. You have to question. What do you really know? What have, What did you really know? If all it took was a TV, we don't listen to each other. We don't listen to our own community. We rather listen to this TV. Though the minute the TV says, "Oh yeah, he was a predator. This is what he did." Now everybody wants to jump on it. I'm sorry. He was already that. You shouldn't have been listening to his ass. Period. But now everybody wants to come. Oh, I'm a. Now the whole point is being woke now. Fake. That's fake. I'm gonna keep saying I'm gonna keep driving, it, cause you shouldn't have been asleep. You don't. We don't have the. We do not have the luxury to sit here and even talk about we woke like we just now got hip. No, We should. We should have always been hip to what was going on. That's the problem. You don't. You're, you're not given a chance. You. You. If you really look at it, you're not given a chance to really be ignorant. Sure, you can be ignorant, but this society will play you. You don't want to be that type of month. You should be up on this. You should have already been on this. You should have been on this mute R Kelly ten years ago. You're late. To me, it looks it looks like you, you, y'all been caught in a situation, and y'all want y'all want to look better than everybody else. Y'all want to look good in front of people. Oh, well, we are against him. So there you go. No, 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 no. For ten whole years, y'all was listening to him, so y'all don't get to claim it now. It's too late. Y'all stuck with that. That was y'all man. Y'all still going to his shows as we speak. So don't. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear all that. If y'all if y'all was really against that man, you'd be petitioning to get his ass locked up. That's right. I said it. I said it right now. Fuck that dude. Fuck him raping little girls and fuck Michael Jackson too for raping little boys. I said it. I don't care how these people feel. Y'all get too caught up in, in what these people did and, and fame. and No, and no, no, no. That's your problem. That's exactly your problem. That's what happens when you worship the flesh and not your own, uh your, your, your God, your religion. Not even your religion. When you, that's what happens when you get out of your religion and you want to worship other people. You're not supposed to worship those people. Believe that, and that's what y'all doing. When y'all defend him, when y'all find, try to find little old sk- no, you should have been against him. You should have been against R. Kelly. You don't. You shouldn't need it. Uh, Lifetime to tell you that you're a follower. If 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 you didn't if you didn't get mad to Lifetime show put out a show, you're a follower. You don't know anything. Shut up. Go into the back. Start reading books. Okay. We don't need your opinion because your opinion is only solely based on what the media tells you to to, to think about. And that could change with 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 on with, with the drop of a dime. If you if you if you asked uh, uh, R. Kelly's ex, that'll change on the drop on a drop of a dime. That's the issue. Sorry, we need to work on that. And yes, Michael Jackson was a sicko, and I'm gonna keep saying it. he's a sicko. Just just like R. Kelly, just like the rest of anybody who wants to touch on little boys or little girls. Period. Period. There's no, there's no, there's no, oh, well, he made good music or he made, he was in this time, he, he was, you know, this line of thinking in this time of life. No, no, he was just a sicko. They're all sickos. There's no excuse. And I, you shouldn't have been supporting them, but you were. There you go. You have to explain that. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, like I said, I was going to get over this, go over this NFL action. Uh, We had two divisional games uh, yesterday. Uh, We have two divisional games coming up tonight. Uh, But we will go over yesterday's action, and I will be right back, y'all. All All right. All right, y'all. I am back, and let's get into it. Uh, of course, like I said, we're going to go over this divisional action from last night's playoffs. Uh, let's go to the first game, the early game. Uh, KC was able to get it done against the Colts. 31-13 is a final score there. I'm a little surprised about that one. Of course, you have, You heard me uh, going with the Colts to get that one. Uh, I, I'm a... Very surprised by Kansas, City defense, Kansas City's defense holding the Colts to just 13. But let's go over the stats real quick. For the Colts, Andrew Luck went 19-36 for 203 yards. He also threw for a touchdown. Marlon Mack did not show up uh, in yesterday's game. He only had 46 yards on the ground. That has that has something to do with it. I'll definitely tell you that. No real bounce there. And that's something that I've been saying. You know, y'all could sit there and say, you know, um, this is a passing league. This is this, that, and the other. But... Running and defense will win you this title this year. Y'all can sit there and say it. Kansas City played good. Y'all can, For what it's worth, Kansas City played good defense. They held their opponent for 13 points. That has a lot to do with why they won this game. Defense wins championships. Until it's done differently, I will continuously say it. In terms of receiving, T.Y. Hilton led the way. He had four catches for 60 yards. He also caught a touchdown. Dontrell Inman caught four passes as well, uh, but he had 55 yards. And on defense, they were helped out by Darius Leonard. He had 14 total tackles. And cornerback Kenny Moore, the uh, second, had 12 total tackles and two sacks um, and for KC, uh, they had a pretty decent game uh, for Pat Mahomes, 27-41. No touchdowns through the air, uh, but he was able to get eight yards on the ground and a the touchdown there. On the ground, Damian Williams led the way. He had 129 yards and a touchdown, and Tyreek, and uh, Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver, and also Daryl Williams, uh, they also ran for touchdowns as well, so all together, you see this team run for, what was that, one, two, three, four rushing touchdowns, but again, this is a balanced, you're starting to see somewhat of a balance, of course, Pat Mahomes didn't get it done with a touchdown through the air, but again, you can throw any interceptions, uh, had a pretty decent percentage, it was over 50%, so you cannot you know, nitpick too much, and they got the job done. And in terms of receiving, Travis Kelsey led the way. He had seven catches, 108 yards, so he's definitely, he was definitely all over the place. Tyreek Hill had eight catches in 72 yards, and Sammy Watkins, he also did his thing. He had six catches in 62 yards. On defense, as usual, they were helped out by lam- uh, linebacker, excuse me, Alex Hitchens. He had seven total tackles, and linebacker D Ford also had four total tackles and a sack. And, uh, you know, not a whole lot of... Uh, turnovers uh from any squad really uh but just a lot of the good defensive play from kansas city forcing three and outs tackling very well and just playing good defense all around surprising me again 13 points is something that i was not expecting from indianapolis they seem to have a better offense to me uh not necessarily a better quarterback but to me they were even at wide receiver uh, they also seem to have a better running game. That being the Colts, so very surprised by this game. Marley Mack did not show up, but I definitely think that that's a reason to why they lost. Um, you know, moving on for the for the uh, for the Chiefs. I'm not too sure who they. Of course, they'll they'll find out who they're meeting up with later on today. Uh, but they looked very good. Um, again, no no uh no interceptions, no turnovers from Mahomes. So again. It's a big stage, and he's still performing, so you got to give him that. No touchdowns in this game, uh, but, again, the most important thing is he did not turn the ball over. I like that going into the next round. There's something that can be said about this Kansas City defense finally for the first time this season. It took them into the divisional round to do so, but they they look decent. I don't know how how well they perform next round, but they definitely looked good in that game. Uh, Moving on. Uh, We're going to go through the second game uh, from yesterday, the Rams and the Cowboys. This one was an interesting one as well. Uh, The Rams were able to get that win 30 to 22. Again, I had the Rams winning that one. Uh, Thought it they, this this score seemed to be about right. Uh, I thought the the Rams on paper were just a better team, and I figured given the circumstances, uh, they would they would shine. Um, if, but if any team were to, to to come up with some type of upset, it would have to be the Cowboys. So, uh, good game played. Uh, mostly on the Rams side of the ball. The Cowboys again, they didn't really make any mistakes in this one either. Uh, but they just didn't have enough to get it done. Uh, but let's get through these stats here. Uh, for the Cowboys, of course, uh, they were led by Dak. Dak went. 20 of 32, so not too bad in terms of the completion percentage. He had 266 yards. He also threw for a touchdown and ran for a touchdown. So he was he was all over the place for this for this team. Uh, he definitely wanted to you know, do his part, uh, but let's move on. In terms of rushing, Zeke only had 43 yards. Again, that's definitely a problem from a back that we're used to seeing bust open for 130 yards almost a game, uh, multiple touchdowns. He did not show up. Uh, It was it was surprising to me because a lot was said about a lot has been said about Dak, and um, I was more thinking Dak will be the one that would struggle, especially on the road, and be the one that'll cost in the game. But uh, Zeke, he was the one that didn't show up. Only forty three yards on the ground, and just not really a factor. He was stopped a couple times by Andomik and Sue and that good defensive line out there in Los Angeles. So again. L.A. came to play they seemed to have a, a better a better uh squad, especially along the defensive line and along the secondary, which we knew uh, they would have uh, again just seemed to be just too 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 much easy work, especially in terms of stopping the run uh Zeke just looked to be out of sorts, really didn't really have any big impact plays, and uh they you know they, they were forced to rely on on Dak to make a couple plays, and which he was able to do, but again, it was not enough. You needed that You needed that running back. You needed Zeke to have a good game as well, of course. Uh, but in terms of receiving, Michael Gallup led the way. He had six catches for, 100, uh, for 119 yards. Amari Cooper also did his thing as well. He had six catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. On defense, they were led by linebacker Jalen Smith. He had nine total tackles and they also helped out by Chidobe Azue. That was a cornerback. He had six total tackles. So again, um I would say, you know, not not a terrible performance from them, especially passing the ball. Uh, we do have a 100-yard receiver here with Michael Gallup. Amari um, Cooper was able to do his thing, of course, like I said. Uh, but, again, not enough balance offensively uh, for the Cowboys. And it looks, you know, you need you need to be able to run that ball as well not just with your quarterback your running back has to be able to go through the tackles or just be able to move that ball with you guys and again they were not able to get it done uh but moving on let's go to the rams uh, of course they were led by Jared Goff he went 15 to 28 186 yards so so far the worst performing quarterback of the day again no interceptions don't hear uh but not you know A little bit below 50% in terms of a completion percentage, so not looking super great, but they were helped out tremendously by their running game. C.J. Anderson, he led the way with 123 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Todd Gurley did his thing as well, 115 yards and a touchdown, which is surprising because I thought uh, the linebackers had better linebackers who could tackle in open space, Uh, but C.J. Anderson was able to do a lot of work in the end zone and get Get in there, anyways. Todd Gurley also got open a lot of plays as well. So again, uh, things that you thought that the Cowboys would do well, they didn't. They allowed a lot of rushing yards. That front seven was really nowhere to be found. Uh, in terms of receiving, Robert Woods, he only had uh six catches for sixty nine yards. Uh, so they did okay in terms of uh pass defense, but. They the Rams ran uh the Rams ran all over the Cowboys, and it was an ugly game uh for them. And on defense of the Rams, they were led by a linebacker linebackers He Corey Littleton. He had seven total tackles. So again, um the Rams played pretty good defensively. Uh they were able to, you know, they, they weren't able to really mess with Zach so much, but again, they made plays just like uh in the previous game. Um they were just able to make plays when they counted. Oh, and the biggest stat that you guys need to know uh going well just to, to wrap everything up here was the was that the cowboys went one of ten one of ten on third down which is terrible especially in the playoff game where you need possessions where you need clock where you need time possession uh where you need to you know keep your defense off the field where you need them to rest dallas was not able to do that at all yesterday, and it showed. Uh, 1-10 is a terrible stat. I don't know who you blame that on. Uh, The offseason, they have a lot to work on. Again, you know, a lot has been said about, you know, Dak Prescott maybe being the reason why and so much said about him. Again, I think he showed up. I think he did the best that he could do. Uh, You had some difficulties with Zeke getting involved, but again, you had a defense who kind of sort of did his thing. Of course, you know, didn't give up too many plays, but you know, didn't really stop the run. Uh, but I think in a lot of ways, you're going to have to look at Jason Garrett for this one. 1-10 and ten on third down, that's a coaching. Those are coaching decisions. So, on, on nine times on third down, you just were out coached and stopped. Um, I think Jason Garrett is bringing down the Cowboys. You know, a lot of people in the beginning of the season might have said it was Dak, so on and so forth. Again, Dak has done what he, what he, what he's been, what he's been drafted to do. He's not the greatest of uh, pocket passers, um, but he definitely can move on the run. As we can see, he scored a rushing touchdown. He can score with his with his arm as well. He just needs the right coaching staff around him to really bring out the best of his talents. He has a good receiver with. Amari uh, Cooper who can catch passes he also has Michael Gallup as well who's actually shown up in the past couple of games and has just really been a factor as well so he has receivers he can throw the ball to he has a capable running back I just don't think he has good coaching at the moment so my, my takeaway uh from both games I say for the first game uh, with KC and, and Indianapolis I'm surprised by KC's defense and I hope that they, they play well in the next round because that's what's the only thing that's going to get them to the Super Bowl I think anybody could match up with them in points. I'm pretty sure they can. Uh, I think the question for them is, can they stop people? That's their biggest question. And uh, my biggest takeaway, of course, uh, from this Cowboys-Rams game um, is Jared Goff. Of course, they won the game, but I need Jared Goff to step up. Uh, definitely, they could have blown the Cowboys out the water if he would have thrown one or two touchdowns. This game wouldn't have been close, uh, but it looks like he's struggling just a little bit against some of these uh, these uh, these secondary units. And um, Again, it does not get easier. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what, he, what he's able to do. Uh, because this next matchup between the Saints and uh, the, the Eagles, I would I would I would bet just for his sake he'd want to play the Saints only because he could match up against that secondary a little bit better. And we're talking about Jared Goff here. So uh definitely uh Jared Goff needs to step his game up. And as far as the Cowboys, I don't like Jason Year. I think he can get out coached pretty easily. I'm not a fan of his I think you look at I think you look at in another direction for the next year. If I was a Cowboys, if I was a Cowboy GM, but that's just me. All right, y'all. So I'm going to take another quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to wrap everything up. I'm going to go over some NBA news as well as last night's top 25 action for college hoops. So I will be right back, y'all. All right all right y'all i am back and like i said i was gonna wrap this up starting with some college troops action from uh yesterday and last night uh we're gonna get started with louisville and unc of uh, north carolina louisville was able to get the upset yesterday 83 to 62 handing uh the tar heels one of their first losses at home i believe i from what I heard, it was, I like think, the past 30 years or something like that. Uh, but like I said, they were able to get that win, 83-62. to 62. Uh, Let's break down these stats here for Louisville. They were led by their forward, Dwayne Sutton. He had 17 points, 10 rebounds, and also 7 assists. Their other forward, Jordan and Wara, he also had 17 points and 3 rebounds. They also got help from their uh, their center off the bench, Stephen Enoch. He had 17 points and 11 rebounds. For uh, the Tar Heels, they were led by their guard, Kenny Williams he had uh, 17. I me, 12 points and two rebounds. Cam Jordan also had 10 points, and therefore Luke May had Luke May excuse me had nine points and 11 rebounds for Louisville. They move up to 11 and five on the season, and North Carolina moves down to 12 and four. Uh, Moving on, we also got uh, North Carolina State getting it done in. Doing it, getting it done against Pittsburgh. Excuse me, the score there is 80, 86 to 80 in some ACC conference play. Uh, we also got Buffalo getting it done against Miami of Ohio, not Florida. Uh, number 19, Buffalo got it done 88 to 64. Uh, number one, Duke. Uh, they're gonna hold on to that number one ranking for a while. They got another, uh, Another victory against uh, number eleven Florida State. This actually number nine Florida State. The final score there is eighty uh, to seventy three. Uh, we also got Georgia uh, getting or well, taking the LSU to number eleven Auburn. The score there is seven uh, sorry seventy eight to ninety five. Uh, let's go through that one real quick. Uh, for Georgia, they were led by their guard William Jackson II. second. He uh, had sixteen points and five assists. They were also helped out by their uh, forward Nicholas. Claxton. He had 15 points and also 3 rebounds. For Auburn, they were led by their guards. Jared Harper, who had 22 points, 7 assists and 2 rebounds. Also Bryce Brown, he had 15 points, 2 assists and also 2 rebounds. They also got help out from their forward. Anthony uh, McLemore, he had 15 points and 9 rebounds. Moving on. We got Kansas State getting it done against Iowa State, 58-57. to 57. Iowa was the 24th team in the nation, actually the 24th fifth in the nation that's likely to change really relatively soon uh we also got Ole miss getting it done again against another ranked opponent this time against number 14 mississippi state 81 to 77 is the score there that is two ranked opponents that Ole miss has beat this week they are likely to be in the top 25 by monday if they are i would definitely break these guys down for you um they're a pretty interesting team so far. They're uh, looking at thirteen and so far, thirteen and two so far this season. Come out of the woodwork, Come out of the cuts in the SEC, especially in the SEC, yeah, especially right now with all the other teams that they got, uh, pretty that are pretty good right now coming out of that conference. But moving on, we got number twenty-five TCU going down to number twenty-three Oklahoma, seventy-four to seventy-six is the score there. Texas Tech was able to get it done against Texas, uh, number eight Texas Tech wins that game, sixty-eight. 68- to 62. We got 21 in the nation, number uh number 21 in the nation Marquette getting it done against their rival Seton Hall. Uh 70 to 66 is the score there. Uh, d- uh sorry, number 7 Kansas that it got it done against Baylor, 73 to 65. Uh Tennessee, number 3 in the nation, got it done against their SEC rival Florida, 78 to 60. Uh Tell me if the sixty-seven is a the score there, and we do have another upset that I wanted to go through real quick. Uh, looks like DePaul uh, out there in Chicago. Uh, was able to get it done against St. John's, number twenty-four in the nation, seventy-nine to seventy-one is going to be your t- uh, the final score there. Uh, for the for the Paul, they were led by Ford Femi, Alou uh, twenty-seven points, eight rebounds. Uh, they were also led by their other forward, Paul Reed, he had eighteen points and ten rebounds, and their guard Max Struve. Uh, had 14 points and 12 rebounds for, Jay, uh, for St. John's. They were led by their two guards, Justin Simon. He had 20 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. And their other guard, L.J. Figueroa, had 23 points, three assists, and three rebounds. Uh, DuPont moves up to 10 and five on the season. Uh, St. John's uh, they are at 14 and three. As for that other uh, SEC game, Auburn is now sitting at twelve and three. They they may or may, may, or may not move up um, in terms of the rankings. Uh, but as for Georgia, they are now at nine and six. Uh, moving on, let's go to the NBA. Let's go to the pro game for a little bit. I'm not gonna go over any real scores from last night, but again, like I said, um, I'm gonna be going over some more, some more news stories for that. You know, I don't need to go over scores every night. It's a long season, uh, but I'll try to get the news out for you guys some more. Uh, But there is some there is some uh, some news coming out of Boston, and it looks like Kyrie is a little bit unhappy with the way the Celtics have been playing. Uh, They have won seven in the last nine, though. uh, But the last two losses have come to teams below 500. Uh, Last night they ended up losing the 105 to 103 to Orlando, and Orlando is. Pretty much out the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he went he went ahead and he had a few things to say. But one of the big quotes that I took away uh, was him saying, the young guys don't know what it takes to be a championship level team. Um, and my biggest takeaway from that is, well, you're the leader. You've been on a championship team. You've been experienced with that. You've won one. You were uh, one of the driving forces in that team winning a championship. So if anybody knows how to win, it's you. If anybody's supposed to be leading these guys to a championship? It was supposed to be you. That's why they made the trade. Uh, of course, they're young guys. Of course, they don't know. They've only been to one conference championship, and I think they really got there on the strength of the, them just of them playing in a weaker conference, and a lot of the teams that they're you know I mean, I, and you know, to be honest with you, they matched up uh, pretty well against Philly, and they'll they'll be able to do so. Pretty much very well this year. Uh, the question is, did they get past Toronto? That's the biggest question. But again, they're young. That's the key thing here. They're young guys who never played in a championship game before until Ty- Kyrie uh, came, and he wasn't necessarily even part of that team that was, you know, within the playoffs. So again, now you're gonna have your growing pains. You know, this is what is part of being a leader. Again, I I feel like in a way Kyrie is using this comment to kind of throw these guys under the bus. Um, because I feel like, again, he's the leader. Uh, the team rises and falls with his ability. This is why he left Cleveland was so, uh, the, I I mean, I I wouldn't say, well, of course he won all the glory, but when the team are struggling, you have to be the guy. I'm sorry. You have to be the man, you know, to, you know, pick up the slack. And help lead your team, just like with Jimmy Butler. Uh, Gene Butler wanted to be the man. He wanted to leave Minnesota so bad, but now he, you know, he's he's complaining at Brett Brown for not put. No, no, yo, know, you make yourself involved. You you make those things happen. You have to put yourself out there, and do it. Sometimes you have to do. Sh- Things on your own. You have to. Uh, you Sometimes you don't have to. You, you don't. You you can't go to a manager. Sometimes you can't go to a coach and say, "Well, maybe you should just put me here." Maybe you know. Maybe you should just do it first and let them see you a couple of times, and then they say, "Oh, well, he can do that." He didn't need to ask me. He didn't need to ask anybody. He just went ahead and did it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's something you can do. Obviously, you're a grown man. I mean, it's like these young guys. He starts complaining about his teammates. You know, these young guys. These young guys. This, these young guys that will. They get older. That's the thing about being young. You get older. Just like you, you get you got older, right? I mean, one one minute you were NBA, in the NBA, not doing shit. LeBron comes two three years later. You two three two years later, you're winning the championship. Think about it. And he was a and you're a factor on that team, Kyrie. So it everything comes with maturity. Everything comes with age. I think he's tripping a little bit hard. He's gonna be a factor in the Eastern Conference. He's gonna be in the playoff mix. The question is, once y'all get to the playoffs. How well do you guys do? It's not as though the Sixers are shoe in they don't have any experience either. They're just as young as you guys are, you know. As far as the Raptors are concerned, yeah, they've been there a few times, but have they won anything? No, they haven't even won the conference yet. So, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not an easy road, but it's an open world. It, it's an open road. It's a wide open road. Anybody could win this conference, uh, especially come playoff time. Forget a number one seed. You know, I mean, not, I mean, not only, I mean, we're not even just yeah. We're, I mean, we're not even talking about the, the conference championship. I mean, this is wide open in terms of the number one seed. In my opinion, at this point, still, yet, still, because I still believe that Boston has enough talent. Of uh, Gordon Hayward can get healthy, of uh, Kyrie can stop complaining and actually lead the team, uh, they can definitely challenge for third or second. Or first, who knows? Um, I definitely think that the team to beat at the moment uh, is definitely Toronto. Uh, but after Toronto, you got Milwaukee, you got uh, the 76ers, and everybody else. That It's a winnable conference. It's not easy. It's not like it was in 2009. It wasn't like it is in 2011 or, or 2013, 14, whatever. You know, and all the years that LeBron went, the three back-to-back years that LeBron went, of course, to the conference championship it's not that same conference but it's st- but it's still winnable. I still think it's wide open. Um and again I think Kyrie is, he's being a little bit too negative right now. He needs to just understand that, you know, these are young, of course it's like, it's just like in this quote, these are young guys. They're going to get older. Experience comes with all that. Uh, tri- trials and tribulations. They're, they have That team has nowhere to, to move but up. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure why there's so much negativity from him right now, especially him being the focal point. You got to leave that team. If you want to be that guy, then you have to be the, the and, and you and know, wish the team rises and Balls. you have to be that guy um but you know moving on uh we got some news coming from jeremy lynn and the hawks uh the hawks are looking to deal jeremy lynn at the moment they are currently looking for a first round pick and they do have suitors three teams the blazers the pelicans and the sixers are looking uh for his services the the blazers all as of now willing to offer a first round pick and another player uh, However, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I don't think um, at this point, Lynn has that value, although he has some. He is scoring 11 points in 19 minutes a game off the bench, and he is shooting 37% from three, which is really good, and he has a PER of 17.5, which is which is, which is pretty decent for somebody coming off the bench. Again, he doesn't have extremely great numbers, uh, but again, he's not a starter like he used to be. And he is commanding about $13.8 million on the end of this contract. This is an aspiring contract. So you're, luck- you're likely to probably, because of you know the last couple of years, you're likely to probably uh, be able to resign him as something cheaper, especially since he'll be a role player for you at this point in his career. So I think uh he goes at some point before the trade deadline in February, but don't expect him to go for that much. Um, he'll definitely you know command his price, and he's looking. And I would like to have him on the Blazers team. For those of you who don't know, this would be funny because I have a I have a, a well I, you know I got 2K at the house. I got two well not this year's 2K. I got last year's 2K. Look, so I'm like I'm like dude from from Malibu's Most Wanted. I, it's like game cash, bro. I don't need it right now, but I got I got a little I got a little you know, um, association file you know with my Blazers you know, and I got Jeremy Lin as my starting point guard, so that'd be funny f- for me if the Blazers were able to get him in real life because that's just funny how it's just because cause I thought it was funny how. The Raiders signed him, signed Marshawn Lynch about a year about a season ago, and I had him on my fantasy. Uh, I had him on my fucking Madden file, so I'm like, "What? So This really happened? That's that's funny to me how that happens. You make a little transition transaction in your little video game, and it happens in real life. You're like, "Oh, that's scary. I'm a GM for real now." But no, um, I thought it, I think it would be a good pickup for either one of these teams, especially if he's gonna be a bench uh, role player. Definitely see him working well in my. Uh, Portland, the Pelicans, same thing. Uh, they definitely do need death along that the guard position. He plays very well offensively. Uh, he can get high, of course. He can shoot pretty well, of course. He has a thirty-one, uh, thirty-seven percent. He's thirty-seven percent from three, which is solid. Uh, again, his PER is seventeen point five, which means when he's on the on the court, he's not going to turn the ball over a whole lot. He's going to actually contribute to something. So, uh, definitely a good fixture uh, for either the Blazers or the Pelicans who need scoring. The Sixers, eh? And, you know, I'm I'm up in the air about them, but I definitely don't see him going for a first-round draft pick. All right, y'all, so we're going to call it a a wrap for today. My next episode, of course, I'm going to actually try to come back for you guys uh, tomorrow morning, about the same time. I'll be going over tonight's playoff matchups. we got the the Patriots and the Chargers heading at each other. We also got the Saints and the Eagles heading at each other, getting at each other on the NFC side. So I will be discussing that. Uh, Might even go go over some NBA scores. Uh, Again, we're going to be more covering – Cover more of the news uh, type of situ- news stories, more so in the NBA. But I'll definitely have some college basketball action for you guys. And, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how everything goes. I know I'll definitely have a, uh, more, a a legitimate war on the street for you guys with some actual, you know, news that I like to talk about. So I'll have some of that ready for you guys tomorrow morning. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a pretty big, pretty, no, not pretty big, but pretty you know, informative show. That's how I like to keep it, y'all. So uh, I'm going to call it a wrap for today. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Y'all have a good day, and um, peace out. Much love, and thank you for listening. Oh, and I do got the Instagram up. Check me out, Jamal or Johnny, E L J A M A H A D J A. I instagram i'm on snapchat now and of course i got the facebook same name e l j a m a h a d j a and i l jamal johnny of course you can always call me l jamal of course y'all got my gmail e l j b uh e l j butler 75 at gmail.com so don't be afraid to hit me up do not be afraid to uh interact with me there is a way you can on this app uh you can send me voice messages um on here i'm not exactly too sure how to do this on the anchor app but if you if you happen to get the anchor app you can communicate with me on here if not of course you have my email you have my gmail account uh you have my uh social media so please Give me a look up. Give me a follow. It's much appreciated. And I love all y'all. And once again, thank you for this opportunity. I'll see y'all later. Peace out now.